0: Here we are. Another episode. This life ain't for everybody brought to you again. The one and only secret sauce, Tennessee sour mash whiskey, Jack Daniels, Lynchburg, Tennessee. Thank you so much for believing in the podcast and TV shows. Enjoy it responsibly. Never allow underage drinking. Sometimes I watch baseball with a Jack Daniels. I watch baseball all the time. Sometimes I have a Jack Daniels in my hand. Usually if I'm at the park, it would be a cold Bud Light. Sometimes when I'm watching MLB tonight or a game on TV, I might have a little ice with a little Jack. Maybe have it neat. Maybe have it with a little Coke Zero. My guest today is the man. He's a starter for the Atlanta Braves. Y'all have heard him here before. Austin Riley. What's up, my brother?
1: What's up, Chad? I appreciate you having me on again.
0: Man, I love having you on. I got to ask you a question though, going into this, because I know you're in you're at home now, but you leave tomorrow for Milwaukee. Um, you, you're young. You haven't been in the league too long, but you've proven yourself. Does somebody like Josh Hader worry you at all with what he has from the left side, his delivery? His stuff, his record this last week, 400 strikeouts faster than any pitcher in history. How do you approach somebody that has that kind of stuff that is proven of just pretty much striking out the side every time he's in there?
1: You know, it's you hope that your team and you put yourself in a situation where you're winning, where he doesn't have to come into the game. <laughs> because if if he comes in the game there's a good chance they're winning so you know you hope to put like say put yourself in a situation where that doesn't happen but uh, a guy like him you know you're definitely at a disadvantage um, you know as a hitter because I mean, his stuff is just so electric and and it's tough. Uh, you just got to go out there and and, and grind and, and you know and compete and, and and hopefully he just makes a mistake over the plate. That's about, it's about, it's about all you can do with a guy like him.
0: It's one of those things where I look at it, Austin, like you have a little bit of an advantage because you're hitting from the right side of the plate against a guy like that. I would think a lefty would just be like, you know, even if it was Tony Gwynn or Wade Boggs or George Brett, you know, Chipper Jones obviously was a switch hitter. He'd be from the right side against Hayter. But I just, man, his stuff is nasty for a lefty. I mean, at least you have time to see the ball a little bit longer from the right side of the plate, right?
1: Yeah, I'm definitely glad I'm not a lefty, you know, facing him. Um, you know, being a righty it does it does give you a little bit of um a little bit better view coming in. But like I say, you know, at the same time, I mean, he's striking out the side. I mean, like his his stuff is just so electric. I mean, it's it's just one of those things where, you know, like I said, you you hope you're up in in the you know later part of the game where you don't have to, to face a guy like him.
0: <laughs> Do you when you think about Milwaukee are you a big enough baseball fan even at your age to understand who Bob Euchre is and and what he meant to the game?
1: You know, I've I've heard the name. Um don't I, I'm be honest I don't know a whole lot um about him. Um you know, I've only been to Milwaukee once and that was in 2019. Other than that I really really don't know much about the the city, you know, anything anything around there honestly.
0: Have you watched the baseball movie called Major League with Charlie Sheen and
1: Tom Berenger? Yeah, oh yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, Bob Euchre was the old man on the radio that said, "Ah, oh,
1: who gives a shit? Nobody's listening okay. anyway." Now, no, yeah, I know who you're talking about now.
0: Yeah, he he used to do all the Miller Lite commercials. I mean, I guarantee your dad would would know the old Miller Lite tastes great, less feeling commercials that Bob Euchre used to be in the bar, and he was like the face of Miller Lite. But he's like Mister Baseball in Milwaukee, and he's still at the yeah. park every day, and he's an outdoorsman and. He's a hell of a guy. But hey, what talk to me a little bit about the, the the new season and is it a lot different than last year? Are you loving seeing some fans around? Is is the tempo and the culture different?
1: You know, it's it's great because we're in Atlanta, we're about we're back to one hundred percent. So I mean we're we're packed out this past weekend we were packed out. Um, you know, it, it's super nice to have fans kind of get that adrenaline going, um, compared to, to last year when we We didn't have fans, Um, but as far as like around the clubhouse, you know, I think we're, we were at, we've got to 85% of our vaccines yesterday. So things started to let up for us yesterday. We were able to, um, you know, as far as like wear mask around the, like in the gym, we don't have to do that anymore. Um, When we're working out, like we had these little tracker devices, we don't have to have those anymore. Um, So it's starting to free up, starting to feel like normal, normal baseball uh for sure still you know still got to wear the our mask in the clubhouse but um you know it's it's better than nothing
0: do you do you find energy in the fan base it's a proven fan base i mean you look back just let's even if you just go back you know way before you know you're there but let's go back mid 90s you know this is a freaking Franchise, right? The Atlanta Braves right. are just—they're going to the playoffs every year. They're winning the NLCS. They're in the World Series. They have some of the best pitchers in the history of the game. One of the best rotations in the history of the game. The fan base is proven. You got the tomahawk chop. You got the music when Chipper Jones is coming from the on deck circle to approach the plate. I think it was Ozzy Osborne that he used to walk mm-hmm. up to, but. This fan base is unbelievable in Atlanta. You know, they're comparable, in my opinion, to like St. Louis. Uh, Milwaukee's got a great fan base. But people that understand the game of baseball, being a young player, do you under, do you get off on that? Is that something that gets you fired up when you walk out of the dugout and see that, oh, yeah. that energy?
1: Oh, yeah, no doubt. Like the other day, a couple days ago, you know, we were down. Uh, ended up going down 5-3, bottom of the night. Pablo comes up. Two run homer to tie it in the bottom or top. Oh, it was bottom eight or something. Yeah, bottom eight. Um, and you know they were just freaking electric. And and you know to to have that to be able to feed off of it, you know, really for for a player standpoint, it, it just kind of gets you locked in even more when when you're in those tough situations. And like I said, they they understand the game. And I think what's cool about it is, you know. They even applaud like if a and I've compared it to like St. Louis because I've seen it there. It's like even if you're a visiting team and you make a good play, they're gonna they're gonna respect it. And I think that's what's cool about our fan base is like I said, they understand the game, they appreciate the game, they appreciate the good plays, the the you know, whatever it may be, they like I said, they just understand it and I think that goes a goes a long way in the history of, of of the Atlanta fan base.
0: I agree. I think that that's one of the greatest parts about the game is being able to understand the crowd and what they're there for, you know, like it's baseball's a game of, you know, there's high energy in it and it's, it's, but there's a lot of focus that has to be on the game as a fan. Cause it might, you might go four innings without a run being scored. You might go four innings of no hit baseball. You might do something as a team that has the fans going Man, it'd be easy to lose focus right now. It's a game that you gotta be studied, right? It's not like there's a tackle happening on every play. It's not like there's dribbling happening on every play. It can become monotonous of watching a a starting pitcher just throw and hit his spots and no base runners get on. You know, there's a lot of time in a baseball game that there might not be a whole lot of action for a fan base. And it takes a special fan base to stay in it and, and support that, you know, support that club day in and day out because not every game is electrifying.
1: No doubt. It's like a guy, uh, you know, say you, you got a, a matchup of Jacob DeGrom and Max Freed, you know, going same day, you know, there's a good chance not many runs are going to be scored. Uh, but I think, like I said, the the appreciation that they understand of how good a Jacob DeGrom, how good a Max Freed is, um, you know, I think that goes a long way for, for our fan base. Um, and, you know, even for, for me, it's like. There's been three or four games this year. I hadn't gotten a ground ball at third. So I mean, you know, it's just like you're having to sit there and, and, and make sure you're locked in the, the whole game. Um and you know, like I said, I think it takes a special, you know, special person to to really understand and 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 watch it and and um you know, just be be focused in and, and understand that it's not all about homers, it's not all about just driving runs. It's the you know, I think it baseball is the best thing when it comes to it's all about the little things. Um, And, 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 you know, you really got to pay attention to that um, in order to understand it.
0: Couldn't say it better myself. I just, I love the strategy. I love, I think it's the toughest game in the world to play for several different reasons. You mentioned Jacob, describe him in one word.
1: Intimidating. I mean, he's, he's, yeah, I mean, he's one of the best pitcher. I mean, You know, that I've ever, you know, even growing up watching, you know, he's just so dominant um, and he's doing it at 98 to 100 miles an hour um, all game. I mean, that's pretty, pretty impressive. Uh, 94 mile an hour slider. um, That's most average guys fastball. So, I mean, what he's doing for this game is, is unreal.
0: Is he, would you consider him being the offensive threat that you are? Is he the toughest pitcher in the game right now or who is if you had to pick one?
1: Yeah, I would definitely say just, I mean, like I said, his stuff. And I think the difference between him is, you know, along with the velo, along with everything that he has, he's able to locate, you know, he's got a fastball, slider, change up, and he throws those whenever he wants to. And I think that's what makes him him is just because he's able to, you know, a lot of guys that throw 100, they're just barreling in there saying hit it and he's strategizing he's painting corners in and out and you know that as a hitter that makes it pretty tough
0: is it easy to get yourself up for something like that when you know you're going in to face him or he's coming to atlanta is it easy to get up or is it hard to be you know excited because it it almost you almost get a thought of like man, can I hit this guy? I mean, how does that go into a professional hitter's mind when somebody's that dominating? Do you ever have doubt in yourself?
1: No, no, definitely not. I mean, it almost makes it, you know, it's a, it's a super challenge. It's, it, it almost creates this excitement of like, you know, if I, if I get this guy, I mean, you know, I I got Jacob Durham, you know what I mean? So it's like, you're wanting to get up there. You're wanting to, him to make a mistake and, and put a barrel on it. Um, because, like I said, it is so nasty, and when you do it, it, it definitely builds that confidence up.
0: What is it about that that face? You know, that face in a guy like that. Is there something that you change from your everyday approach? Do you? choke up do you spread out like it's a two strike count at all times do you look the opposite way more because you think you might be behind it do you have to start your hands way earlier what what little things does a hitter think about when somebody that dominating is on the mound
1: you know for me i i choke up just a little bit and you know i'm you at that point you got to trust your hands because like i said it's coming in at 100 a 94 mile an hour slider you got to trust your eyes you know, I'm sitting dead red fastball because I think that's his best pitch. And I think he's going to challenge me, um, as a hitter. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to get on that. Um, and you just got to be super short, um, and, and not do too much. If you get too big, you have no chance of catching up with it. You just don't, I mean, you got to be as short as possible because he's going to supply the power. All you got to do is put a barrel on it and it's going to go. Um, so that's kind of my thought process when, you know, when I, when I face a guy like, like him. And what's
0: your success like against
1: him? I do got a, I got a homer. My, my first time facing him, I went uh, two for, I think I went two for three with a homer and a single.
0: Was the so home run I, off of, off of heater?
1: a heater? Off Yeah, off the fastball.
0: Did so you, what, what did it get measured out on that swing? Did you get your bat velocity <laughs> or the ball even the field?
1: I can't remember. Um
0: it had to be no, 130 140 miles an
1: hour, huh? No, nah, it's probably one I think it was like 110 or something like that. It was two strikes. I was I was just battling and, and able to you know, got lucky and got a barrel on it. It was it was sweet.
0: Do you ever get to talk to a guy after that, even though you're not teammates? Does he does he send a message of like nice, nice, nice shot, kid, two strikes, and you're able to to lose one off of arguably the best pitcher in the
1: game today? No, he he um you know, I think you know, pitchers are they're different breeds. They they kinda in their own zone whenever whenever they're pitching. So, you know, didn't didn't get anything there. Um I know whenever, you know, Adam or not Adam. Was Adam yeah, Adam Wayne, right? My my second day in the big leagues, I I hit a double off him. He kind of tipped his cap at me. And that was that was pretty cool just because I I grew up watching him him play with the Cardinals. Um, yeah. For Great sure. guy. So, uh, big deer hunter. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, isn't he?
0: Yeah. Um, take it across the country now, coast to coast. now you're facing the defending world champions. Okay. Is there anybody on that team that – does Walker make you think about your at-bats? Is he a smart pitcher? Does Kershaw still get to you at all? Um, When you're facing somebody that you know is the reigning champion – they've had some struggles lately, but they are a good squad. How do you, how do you go in? How does the team approach, you know, go because the Braves are they're they're You guys got a great squad. You're not scared yeah. of anybody. I get that, but no. give me an idea of what the talk is like from the manager or the bench coach or the hitting coach. What do you hear as a major leaguer when you're going up against a pitching staff like Dodgers have?
1: You know, it's just, you know, you're going to be grinding a lot. You're going to be, you know, Really, like Kevin Seitz, our hitting coach, he, he almost – he says this like He says, you know, take it as an 0-1 mindset um, just just because, you know, that way you're not getting too big. Kind of like I was talking about, you know, a minute ago. Is just not getting too big. you got to stay short. A guy like Walker Buehler, you know, he's a little bit comparison to, to DeGrom, in my opinion. He's just got a fastball that rides really good, you know, close to 100. Um, Dustin May – um he's 100 with sink and run um and and a guy like kershaw that's just been around the game a long time maybe not throw as hard but you know is able to pitch um you know those guys you know we you see you see a lot of those guys you know from team to team but when it comes to like a number of you know every day seeing a guy like that when you're when you're seeing a series it's just you know the focus has just got to be more amped up it's just got to be you know you're coming in You know, doing maybe a little bit extra homework, um, you know, especially if you're in a a series like we were last year, um, you're trying to get every edge you can, um, whether it's maybe you're trying to see if he's tipping a pitch, whether it's just, you know, if he's having tendencies of, you know, he's throwing this pitch in this certain count. um, You're just really trying to get, you know, as as much edge of as you can going into the box.
0: I want to talk a little bit about something. And if you can't talk about it, Austin Riley, all you got to do is tell me pass. But when you start talking about a team that you spend this much time with, you report to spring trainings, pitchers, catchers, February, position players. You might get there a little early, but sometime into February, early March, and you're all the way, you're together pretty much every day through November if you make the World Series, playoffs, whatever. The race card, the racial part of our country. How protective of you are teammates? do you see it bothering teammates when we see all of this happening in our country where there there there's um you know the talk of of separation between the racist and there's things going on racially in our country. It's no secret. Um, You've seen sports guys and athletes um, that, that are, that become divided almost with some of the politics that are going on in the country. Is it something that stays out of the clubhouse or do you see it affecting some of your brothers that, that you play with every day? How hard is it for, for the team to stay focused or do you guys just keep a clear mind and try to keep, try to keep the headlines out of the clubhouse and the, the dugout
1: you know i think that's what you just said right there is, is the is the perfect formula for for kind of what i feel like our team does you know when we come into the clubhouse you know it's more so you know about getting ready for the game um you know i feel like we have a pretty good group um that it doesn't it doesn't seem to to face and, and like i said I, I like you said you see on twitter and everything about you know it does you know it's very vocal through some guys um but for for us it it really hasn't um and and I don't know the reason why if if there is a reason why if it just is one of those things um but you know in our, in our clubhouse we, we we're a very tight group um you know we all get along it, it doesn't seem to to, to affect us as, you know as a as a team at all
0: it just seems that baseball has this this racial um equality for through the ages that it's not white, it's not black, it's Dominican, it's Cuban, it's Mexican, it's Puerto Rican, it's white, it's American, it's Afro American, it's like it's 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 so many different races that make up the talent of this game over the history right. of it. I mean, you see you see everybody wearing Jackie Robinson's number on 42 Day. You you see a lot of people talk about Orlando Cepeda or Roberto Clemente and things that that so many different creeds and colors have been successful in this game it is literally called america's pastime but it's such yeah. a world game you know what i mean
1: oh no doubt and i think that's what's so unique about you know the, the major league baseball in, in our game is like i said it is so you know diverse you know, like i said you got you got every you know anybody anywhere everywhere out through the country can, can play this game. And they do. And, and I think that's, what's cool about this game is, you know, you got guys coming in and, you know, you may have four different languages in the clubhouse that you're trying to, you know, navigate through. And I'm trying to learn, I'm trying to communicate with these guys. And, and I think that's what, you know, I think if uh, stepping back and, and taking a look, I think it's cool is just learning the, how diverse this whole world is and, and, um, and, and and to be able to play a game where you know we are able to to get along to get together and and you know essentially play this this sport that you know everybody loves um, you know i I've been very fortunate and, and I think it's something you know that that I try not to take for granted and it's super cool to to be a part of.
0: When you talk about the word super cool and you see the the amount of content that you can get today there's a lot of cool things that are happening behind the scenes that a guy like you might be more privy to than a guy like me meaning you know let's take Mookie for example on the on the Dodgers I'm sure a lot of his teammates are like this dude can do anything like dunk a basketball bowl a 300 game give me some surprises surprises that would come out of the atlanta clubhouse does Acuna can he get on a chin-up bar and do 100 of them is he ripped up to where when you see him in the locker room with his shirt off are you like man that dude is jacked is there somebody that is jacked that you're, you're just like man dude look at the you know like these guys are in incredible shape because you don't see that a lot in baseball right you don't see the muscle you don't see the behind the scenes i mean give me some surprises that might even surprise the most diehard Braves fan.
1: You know, you know, Ozzie is, I could, I would call him a ball of muscle. Cause like whenever, like he literally has, I don't think he has any fat on him. And like, just the way, I mean, he kind of walks around like he can't, like, he just kind of like struts it a little bit and it's kind of, you know, it's funny cause he's not a big guy at all. Like he's very, like he's not big at all. But like he has a solid muscle. And I mean, he swing he swings the biggest bat on the team. Wow. He swings a 35, 30, I think it's a 35, 32 and a half. Um, and I swear it's his tall, it's almost like it's it comes up to like his waist and he freaking just whips it. I mean, like I said, he's just a ball of muscle and he's strong as all get out. Um, and I thought that was kind of cool because he always gives, you know, cause I swing a 34, 31 and a half. He gives me crap, he gives Uh, Ozuna crab, um, because I think Ozuna swings at 33 and a half, 32. Uh, and he's like, he's just saying, you know, he's always giving us crap because, you know, we don't, we're bigger than him, but we swing smaller bats than him. So I think that's kind of funny. What about,
0: um, Acuna? Give me something. Is he, in your opinion, when you get to play with a guy like this every day, and I would ask him the same question playing with a guy like you every day. Is there, sub, is there anything that can surprise you anymore with his hand speed and the way that no. he can literally put the bat on the ball at any given time?
1: I don't know if you watched the game last night, but the home run he had I did. was, I think it was like 96 up in the zone. And, I mean, just to watch it, how he gets on, on plane on top of the zone. I mean, it's just, like you said, nothing surprises you. I mean, it doesn't matter if he throws 100. And it seems like he can, the guy throwing 100, he can be sitting on a breaking ball. And just react to the fastball and, and still be able to hit it out of the ballpark. It's just, it's unreal. And, and another funny thing is, I heard, of, you know, hearing Ozzy, I heard he doesn't sleep at all. I heard he plays video games and just doesn't sleep and just comes out and rakes. So I no sleep, just rakes. Yeah, just rakes.
0: <laughs> okay, well, give me a little insider secret about the panda. I mean, he hits this bomb the other night. Um, if you go back in the in the last decade, you know, San Francisco, if you listen to Kipe and Kruk, who in my opinion are some of the best commentators in the game today for San Francisco, um, they speak highly of you when you play against the Giants. But it was no secret that the panda was not like this walking image of being in shape right sometimes he would even come into camp a little overweight he'd have to struggle to make this you know to make the starting lineup because he might have been a few lbs over but the dude can rake and the guy's always got a smile on his face and the fans fall in love with him what is it about this cat is he just an unbelievable teammate that would just stop on the side of the road to help you fix a flat tire and you guys know this
1: One hundred percent. One of the best teammates I've ever had. Just always had, like I said, always like he's never in a bad mood. Um, Just always, like I said, always got a smile on his face and just loves to absolutely hit. Loves every I mean, that's all he thinks about. All he talks about is just the swing, just the just the mechanic side of it, just everything about the hitting. He talks about it. And and I think, you know, in my opinion, he's the most clutch clutch hitter i've ever seen or you know in recent or i don't i don't know anybody else you know off the top of my head that has been as clutch as he has in his career um and just the way he you know like i said goes about his business um he comes in every day and works and i mean it's just it's it's incredible to see like i said the way he he understands the swing and and is able to to dissect it um in a way to where he can put, um, he can put a swing on, you know, like I said, a, a 97 minor fastball. Cause like I said, six, seven years ago, Velo wasn't as high as it is now, or, you know, not consistently. And, and for him to be, you know, kind of on the back end of his career and make those adjustments to where he can now, you know, be a, a, a huge role on our team, uh, to swing the bat is pretty cool.
0: It shows you what a true professional he is because he could very easily be out of the game right now. You agreed? Like, no doubt. Like, I mean, he's hitting bombs for the Atlanta Braves that are going to be a pennant chaser this year, and he could easily be out of the game with the, the amount of talent that is in these organizations, and especially in all of the different farm, you know, the farm levels of, of you know, AAA and the minor leagues, there's always somebody lurking, and for him to still have a role, that's saying a yeah.
1: lot, right? Yeah, no doubt. And I think, it, you know, just the way he's able to, you know, slow the game down and 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 able to just, and I think that's a, the huge reason why he's on our team. It's just because, like I said, he's been in those big moments. He's got three World Series. You know, I think he I think he was a World Series MVP with like a homer there and like, I mean, he's been there. So it's like no situation's too too big for him. I mean, he's done it all. I mean, he's been he's been in every big situation. So um you know it's just a for him it's just another another day another 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 day at the yard
0: but before we move into you austin riley specifically i got some questions about you and your your game right now you you were playing a position that was coveted by one of the most famous braves of all time first ballot hall of famer switch hitter um just an unbelievable story if you watch the Braves from I'd say 93 maybe 94 95 until you know today he's in spring training he's uh hitting uh you know a liaison he's a consultant I don't really even know what what is chipper's uh official title so he's
1: he's our he's in the cage and you know during BP um you know at, at all our home games um so we get to work with him um at home when when we're doing arcade to work before the game uh and and during bp so
0: first of all the mentality of somebody like a chipper jones he's made a good living he probably in my opinion doesn't need the money that the braves are willing to pay him right now to to have his livelihood he's got to love the game he has to love the organization it's got. It's almost like George Brett. Twenty one years with the same organization. Started, was drafted, retired with the Kansas City Royals as a Hall of Famer, a World Series champion, three Silver Slugger awards, and he still goes to the park a lot. He's still in right. spring training, talking to the rookies. What kind of guy is Chipper? Because that's saying a lot to me that he loves this freaking game. Because he's got. He could be doing a lot of other stuff on your home, on on eight, during eighty eighty or eighty one home games, right?
1: Yeah. No. I mean, you know, I think a guy that like, you know, like him, first ballot Hall of Famer, has probably been playing baseball since he was six until, you know, now. So it's like he lives, breathes, and eats it and, and, you know, wants to, you know, I think he wants to give back to to the game because, you know, I think the game has been so fortunate to him for, you know, to be able to do what he does and to have him, you know, in the clubhouse. um, You know, I tell guys, you know, that ask about it, it's like, His thought process when it comes to trying to attack a pitcher is like no other I've ever, ever been a part of. Um, Just because he's thinking two, three pitches in advance and is able to dissect a guy, know his tendencies, and that's what I go to him the biggest about is his approach. Is just how the hey, you know, a guy that I'm not really certain about how he's going to attack me. I go to him like, hey, what do you you know? What do you think is going to you know how do you think he's going to attack me and and you know we discussed that um, and 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 you know it, and i've had a you know quite a bit of success already this year just you know basically talking to him how i need to you know attack this guy is there a certain pitch i need to sit on um and you know going out there and executing it and you know and and it, you know it works out to where you know i'm able to have a two for four game or something like that it, it, it's huge
0: you guys have a lot in common that some, you know, some people might not know about with your lifestyles. Um, Does he ever talk smack? Does he ever say, Hey, don't you know don't be letting me down over there at the hot corner does he ever does he ever get in you a little bit because I assume that you guys have probably sat around and looked at each other's iPhones and some of the pictures on them or he might get a trail camera pick of of a of an eight point that he wants to show you because he knows he has has these common bombs with you in the outdoors. Is there that kind of friendship with Chipper Jones because he's arguably and he's easily in my top 5 players of all time personally to watch. The guy yeah. was absolutely amazing to watch rake and play left field and third base. The guy's an absolute stud and he's a legend, right? At 49 years old, the yeah. guy's a legend. And that's that's saying a lot Austin because he had so much success at such a young age and he never once like faltered. It didn't like go like, "Oh, you know, like he never like pushed himself out of the game." You know what I mean? No. He just – what a freaking career. But does he ever get in you a little bit or, you know, talk a little smack? Is there a cool friendship there?
1: Yeah, no. He he always, you know, before the games, he's like, thrill me. He, he That's kind of his saying. He's like, show me something today. Um, and, you know, we were, we faced Aaron Nola uh, with the Phillies the other day. And, you know, I, I, I see him pretty well. Um, and, you know, he was – we were talking and I was like – yeah, I see him really well. I'm, I'm so pumped about today. I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. Um, I ended up going, um, 0 for two, two K's off of him. And next day he was like, I thought you saw this guy pretty well. Uh, so just give me, <laughs> give me a little crab like that. Um, but you know, just sitting around watching TV, watching hunting. Cause we got it on in the clubhouse. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to, it's always fun to have somebody around, you know, especially a guy like him. Um, that you, you know you can talk hunting with um you know talk you know pick his brain about his favorite hunting spot you know because you know i'm i'm wanting to try to you know travel a little bit whether it's kansas you know wherever illinois or something just to figure out where where the best spots are and, and you know i feel like he's he's done it you know he's he's killed some big deer he's got his you know his major league bow hunting show so i mean he's he's definitely uh so he's he's fun to to, to talk to in,
0: in the clubhouse, no doubt. That's awesome. Um your season. Talk to me a little bit about what's going on. Your average is awesome. Like you're hitting close to 300 290, somewhere in there. Your your uh home runs now, are they down for what you want? You have, I think, three or four bombs. I expect more out of you. Like if Chipper walked up to you, I would be like, Chipper, shouldn't uh, Austin have more than three home runs at this time of the year? Tell me what's going on with your approach to the plate, your offense right now. Because the average is there. The hits are there. The contact's there. I'm not watching every game. But give me a, give me some insight on what you're, what you're experiencing so far in the 2021 season.
1: You know, I think – you know, I think it's more so of trying to put it all together. Because, like I said, you know, last couple of years it was, you know, I was hitting home runs, but I was striking out a bunch. The average wasn't there. Walks weren't there. You know, now it's the average is there. The walks are up. Strikeouts are down. Uh, the, num- the the power numbers, you know, aren't really where I want them to be. Um, but I think as far as, you know, those will come. Um, because, like, I'm barreling a lot of balls up, you know, and, and that's kind of, you know, what Chipper talks about. He's like, you know, he's always like, you know, just barrel balls up, hit line drives, the home runs and stuff are going to take care of themselves. Doubles are going to come. Um, but you give yourself a chance whenever you're, you're you know, you're having a you know, a, a professional at bat every time you get up there and, you know, you're drawing your walks, your own base percentages going up. You know, you may go, I was o for, or no, 1 for 2 the other day with 4 walks and three runs scored, you know, I was, you know, I didn't, I didn't hit a homer, didn't hit a double, but I scored three times. So it's like just trying to develop that whole side, you know, of my game to where, you know, even if I don't have my, you know, my stuff at the time, I can still, like I said, get on base, get on, you know, score some runs. And, and you know, once the, you know, I think then I'm not, I'm not worried about the, then the home run numbers. Those are, those are going to come, um, you know, I've, I've squared some balls up, you know that you know, maybe have a, a little bit of you know bad luck with wind or whatnot. Big part of the park. Um, so I mean, I'm they, they, they'll they'll catch up with themselves. So, uh, but like I said, I I actually am very pleased of where where I'm at right now.
0: Describe to me what you just meant when you said professional at bat, Austin.
1: So, the best way I can put it is. You're facing a Jacob deGrom, and a non-professional bat is, you know, you're taking strike one, swinging a curveball in the dirt for strike two, and then he punches you out on a, a changeup, you know, that paints the inside corner for strike three. Not a professional bat, but say if you get down, you know, maybe you take strike one, foul off, you know, next pitch, you're down oh two. 2 you know, you don't swing at that curveball in the dirt. One, two. Now he tries to rush you with a fastball, you know, just above the zone. Ball, two. Now you're back in two, two count. Um, then he throws that change up, you know, that, again, is just, you know, below the zone that you're able to to lay off. Now you're three, two. Now you're back in, you know, but now you're back in a count. You're getting this pitch count up. You know, that's what I consider, you know, a professional at bat. It's just you're not going up there you know, one, two, three, bam, you're you're you know, you're gone. You're you're able to to grind grind a little bit and uh and like I said, put up a we you know like what I consider a professional bat.
0: Let's talk about two scenarios that occur in the game of baseball that might be different from other sports, professionally or amateur. You go over for four on a Monday. But you don't have to wait seven days to play like the NFL does. No. You might be right back in there on Tuesday night. You're the starting third baseman for the Atlanta Braves. Might be a different pitcher, might be a lefty, might be a writer, might be a changeup pitcher, <laughs> might have a, a cut fastball. Who knows what he throws? But that's one, right? That's one thing of the mental right. game of baseball. It's like, man, I can't wait to get back in there because I can make up for that over four. And no then doubt. but now you're in that game, nine innings long, twenty-seven outs. You make a, an unprofessional at bat in the third inning or the second inning let's say you got to wait eight other guys before you get a chance but on in between that you got to keep your focus because now you got a glove on your hand playing a very difficult position that has reaction time and focus and arm strength and footwork and you got to be able to leave your feet you got to be able to charge the bun- you got to be able to do a lot of stuff where you play Give me the scenarios, Austin Riley. How do you, do you ever get anxiety? Do you ever get down on yourself to where you let you find yourself going, holy shit, I better get my head in this game because this guy could hit a liner at me at any given time. Even though I just struck out looking against a Grom, I got to be ready for this guy now. How do you, how do you approach that game? That part of the game?
1: You know, this game is so much, you know, it's so much mentally. It's, um, you know, but like I said, kind of what you were saying at the beginning, um, you don't have to wait seven days to play again. You, you get back out there, and we kind of talked about this. You know, me and Dansby, you know, kind of, you know, we've had our struggles, you know, as a team. But it's just like, hey, man, we get to play tomorrow. It can always turn around tomorrow. Um, but like you said, taking it, taking it to the to the game scenario. Um, you know, I may I may bat in the second inning, and and like you said, have a have a bad at bat where you know just wasn't feeling it. Over, oh, you know. Strike out three pitches, go sit down, lick your wounds. But you know, I got to get out there and, 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 you know, help my team, um, you know, play defense. And, and, you know, for me, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, it's a lot of self talk. It's a lot of, um, it's a lot of, you know, in between the ears of, you know, I take myself back to, to a, a, a play. You know, whenever I'm not feeling, you know, sexy in the field, um, you know, whether I did have a bad, a bad, or I may have made an error, um, you know, a couple of innings before, you know, I take myself to a time where I made a nasty play in a high pressure situation. And I just kind of run, I run that through my head. And it's just like it builds kind of back that confidence um, because the brain is, it's so powerful. And you can, it's just like visualization. It's just like you can, you can almost visualize yourself you know, making this play, you know, hitting this ball in this certain account and this pitch, and then it happens. Um, so I think, you know, just being able to to control that mental side of the game, going out there and and not, you know, not getting too high, not getting too low is, is a huge part of, of how you're being you know, able to be consistent um, you know, throughout a game.
0: You mentioned one of the most important words in my opinion in the game of baseball. Not just the game of baseball, Austin Riley, but the game what we call life. Ted Williams wrote about it in his book The Science of Hitting. Arguably the best hitter of all time, last hit, hitter to hit 400 in a regular season, there's been guys close, Trout's talk there's talk about Trout this year, George Brett was close one of his seasons. Um Charlie Blackman was hitting well over 400 into the later part of last year. Um visualization. You visualize a 140 walking under your tree stand, you picture the limb breaking, you picture the wind, you picture the frost coming out of your mouth, you picture the the cameraman over your shoulder or Tyler Jordan sitting there saying something, you visualize the night before, You the alarm clock going off, getting up, the coffee pot, this is how we live our lives as hunters, as baseball players, there's probably not a more important thing to keep focused than visualization of knowing the shift knowing the plate knowing the strike zone knowing the delivery the release point of a pitcher's arm where's the outfield playing me what is going right. on when i'm in the infield what's Dansby doing are we turning two are we going home are we going across the diamond to first base there's all sorts of things to picture in life right are you constantly right. doing this? Does your wife have to tell you to get your head into the conversation with her? Because you're sitting there going, I know tomorrow I'm facing DeGrom. I know this pitch is going to come on the inner half. I know he's going to try to break me off something. Are you, are you consistently visualizing? Cause you are a guy that has all these different things in life. And a lot of us do. I'm consistently yeah. visualizing. Do you find yourself doing yeah. it a bunch?
1: Oh yeah. all the time, um, whether it's, it's it's more so at home because i'm i'm pretty good at like when i'm you know keeping baseball at the baseball field when i'm home you know keeping you know relaxed whatever uh so when it's at the house it's more on the hunting side um with with anna she's you know i'm i'm always it's once as soon as like turkey season for me just ended um i went uh yesterday and and, and wasn't able to get one so i'm done so it's like i immediately shift to deer season now it's like all right i gotta get my bow set up got right, i get i got you know whether i need a couple more tree stands whether i need this that and the other for for the for deer hunting um so she she definitely she gets in me a little bit um when it comes to that but nothing nothing too serious and then, and then the baseball side it's just you know when i'm in the field it's it's like you know you got a guy on first and third uh one out it's like if he hits it this speed I gotta go home because I don't have time to turn two, or, or excuse me, if it base is loaded. You know, if it's this speed, I, I don't have time to turn two, I gotta go home. But if it's hit hard enough to my left side, you know, I'm able to to turn two to get two outs. You know, all those seri- scenarios are going on um pitch by pitch because like I said, it's you know, you're trying to judge almost not not guess, but almost have like a a s- sixth sense of where you know, say if it's, you know, Oh, two bases loaded, you know, he's throwing a change up. If he pull, if he hits it to me, it's, you know, there's a good chance he's going to pull it to my, my, my right side. So it's like, I got to almost kind of start you know, gradually getting ready to, to move that way. And I think that gives you that, you know, that little bit of an edge of, you know, if he does smoke it, you're able to make a dive and play or, or do whatever it gives you, gives you time to, to, to make a play. And, and those, those, those scenarios are constantly going on, uh, you know, in my head all the time.
0: So, as the starting third baseman in that bases loaded scenario, two strikes. Do you know, or are you guessing that it might be a changeup, or does the team know as a whole?
1: No. So Dansby, at, at times, Dansby's able to to make a. um, We have like a little noise that he makes that that tells me if off speed's coming. Sometimes I can hear it, depending if the crowd's too you know loud or whatnot. Um, But a lot of times being at third base, I can see what the pitcher's holding. Uh, Because like I said, my focus is on the pitcher and I track the ball, you know, to home plate. So I'm able to sometimes, most of the time, be able to pick up what he's throwing. And that kind of gives me that that little edge.
0: So take me through that first and third scenario. Um, This is a one out. You're the third baseman. Does it depend on the now you gotta be thinking like if if it's a Texas League or ground ball, I know Texas leaguers are referred to as a little weak pop-up, but I don't know what to call. What do they call A shimmy when it just barely comes off the bat, it's almost like a bump, but a full swing. I don't I don't even know what it's yeah. called. Um,
1: right. Just a I call it a swing and bunt.
0: Swing and bunt.
1: There's yeah. a lot of scenarios
0: in this too, because if you can't turn two to get out of the inning, this runs scoring. Part of you's got to be thinking to save that run, depending on the lead and depending on what time of the game it's in, or what. How do you look at that?
1: Yeah, I, I, the the scoreboard will tell you everything. You know, if we're we're up by two, first and second, uh, one out, and then, like you said, that swinging bunt, I'm just going to get an out. You know, I, I'm just going to get the guy out at first. You know, and, and trust our pitchers to 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 get that last out. Um, and you know, we're still up one. It just like I said, the scoreboard will tell you a lot. Um, and you really just got to give you – you got to take what the play gives you. You can't try to to overdo whatever, try to make something out of nothing. Um, and, and sometimes it works out in your favor where, you know, you may get that, you know, one-hop ground ball where you're able to turn two. You may get the, the chopper where you have to get the guy out at first and the guy scores. So, I mean, it's just – you. like I said, you got to just take what, take what the play gives you.
0: You mentioned the scoreboard just now, and we're in, a, in an age of – legitimate scoreboards that are I mean, like might as well be the biggest tv in the world right they're they're high definition jumbotrons are you happy with who you see up there riley you are a first round draft pick you're a starter of one of the most heritage uh, you know storied organization franchises in sports do you like who you see up there? Do you wish you would have had a better photo day? Were you on your A game that day? Does your mom call you and say, "Look, I'm up here in the third row in the players' family section. You need to shave the stubble." Uh, or what? What? What, it, what does it mean to look up on that scoreboard, Austin Riley, and see your freaking dome up there as a starter in the major leagues?
1: It's pretty cool. Not gonna lie, um, I, I, I had—I wouldn't say I didn't have a bad photo day. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm not a dislike the photo i tell you one thing i'm terrible like so in between innings we do these little games whether it's like you're sticking your hand in this thing you're trying to feel what it is or um you're trying to guess something i'm absolutely terrible at those so like whenever they throw my 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 video up there i'm just like golly i gotta listen to this i'm like okay I I, and it's it's one of those things where I know what it is whenever, but I'm in the moment. And I'm just like, and my mind goes freaking blank. Uh, so I'm just like kicking myself because you know, it's like a freaking hair barrette. And I'm like, I have no clue what it is at the time, but I'm like, come on now. I got to be better than that.
0: <laughs> so the, what is the atmosphere like with you, with the fans? Do they as a whole on the road and at home, we started off this conversation about COVID and about the fan base. Is it amazing to you to know that you were in those kids' shoes at one time or you were just a fan of a baseball game at one time? And now there's guys and girls and moms and dads and aunts and uncles and they're coming out to watch Austin Riley. They're buying your merchandise. They're wearing your name yeah. and your number on their on their shirt in the stands. I mean, this this is Almost surreal, right? Like you, you're you're making a living playing a kids' game that you're right. very good at. You're making an organization money by putting butts in the seat, selling merch and cold beers and parking passes. How do you approach that part of the game, Austin Riley? Do you do you have to step back and check yourself once in a while? Of like, well, I need to sign more autographs. I wasn't out there long enough today. Wait, I need to I need to give them a little bit more attention. How do you, how do you deal with the that 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 the focus that has to stay on that at bat in that glove in the field, but you also have to give those fans some love too.
1: Yeah. Um, unfortunately now with COVID and stuff, we're not allowed to sign autographs at games, which sucks because, you know, like I said, they're the reason why we have jobs the fans are everything. Like, I mean, they're the reason why we are able to come play this kid's game for a living, uh, which I, I hate that about it. But, you know, I try to take pictures whenever I can uh, before the game. Um, you know, I I grab dirt all the time in between pitches and, and just, you know, play with it a little bit. And, you know, fans will be like, you know, something about, you know, dirt or whatnot. And I try to interact with them a little bit just to, you know, keep the, the mood light. And, and it helps me a lot because, because, you know, I feel like sometimes we get too focused in on the game. And if I can, you know, interact with, you know, a fan or not to, to lighten the mood a little bit, it, it, it helps me, you know, to be focused if it makes sense for for 27 outs um so yeah i mean it's on the on the road we get hammered pretty bit a, a good bit um i a guy one time asked me if i i hit up every gnc um in atlanta for for all the creatine uh that was that was a pretty good why were one. you looking buff uh, that day I don't know. I, I guess so. Um, or did it look but, like you were yeah, holding yeah. a lot of
0: water? Because I think creatine does yeah, that I, too. Yeah, I think,
1: I think I think I was holding a lot of water that day. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what's the know, deal with the, the
0: autographs, the, Austin? They because of the interaction and being close to somebody.
1: Apparently, so I think it's it's one of those things where because most of the time it's their pen or pencil and they don't want to pen they don't want us freaking touching. I don't. I I think it's a little over the top.
0: But, this is what I
1: want you, you to know, do, Austin,
0: on the next home game today, and I'll 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 invest in this with you. Let's buy two right. dozen balls. Let's buy two dozen gamers. You sign them, right. and then you just toss them up to the kids with a batting glove on. No germs right. on the ball. You signed it with your pin. I'll pay for the right. balls, and you just throw them out to the kids. And they didn't even have to. They didn't. They don't get to meet no, you, yeah, but they at least get to see your face and throw it to them.
1: Right. That's a great idea. I've actually done that a couple of times with um, a few fans that, um, you know, whether it's, you know, family friend asking for, for somebody that, you know, they wanted a ball or whatnot. I've actually done that. So that's, that's actually a, a really, really good idea.
0: I just think that some kid, you know, these kids that are, that are going through so much. Um, could you imagine if you were missing your senior season last year, you wouldn't have got drafted, oh, maybe yeah. not as high as you did. Right. Like, can you imagine no so that like these kids, you got to give them some love because this game has been hard on them over the last 18 months too of missing little league games and Babe Ruth games and high school games. And some kids and boys and girls miss their whole senior seasons of competing. It's crazy in right. col- college crazy. and high school. Yeah. So think about that. Let me know if it, if it can happen. Oh, yeah, for I'll sure. put we'll, in on that.
1: We'll, yeah, we'll make it happen, no doubt.
0: I'll put in on that. Um, now, you see this shirt I'm wearing, right? You, you recognize this?
1: Oh, yeah. I, uh, I wear it every day. I'm
0: ready to play, Riley. I'm ready to play. Let's go. I think I what can play. What position
1: would you be? What, what position do you, would, would you be, probably?
0: When I was your age, I could run, so I was a center fielder, leadoff hitter, number two, sometimes three. Um, but my college coach called me the worst recruiting mistake that he ever made so that kind of hurt me austin to hear that but he's still a good friend of mine he's 77 years old now he spoke at my birthday (laughs) party last october um but i love the game i love the idea of wearing putting this shirt this shirt on this 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 bp warm-up or workout whatever you call the sleeves with the atlanta a on it it made me feel like man, what if, you know, that's, what's so cool about baseball. That's what guys like you need to understand. And I know that you do not take this for granted, but there are so many guys older than you like me that are living through you vicariously because at one time, we were in your shoes of being like, man, I want to make the major leagues. You did it like that is such no, no. a blessing to have that talent and that opportunity. Yeah. And that's, what's so cool about the game that it gives back to guys like me. Cause I get to talk to you. It keeps guys like you humble that you don't come out of your shoes and you still allow the interaction of people that really, really wanted to be there at one time and did not have right. the talent and the opportunity to do it. I had cross checkers look at me, Austin Riley, and say, you just don't have the arm strength you get to the ball very well you get rid of the ball you're at an accurate arm you just don't hit enough bombs you don't run the gaps well and whatever it was i had to be that person that got let down by the game in a way because i wasn't good enough but the game saved me again later on in life because now i get to hunt with guys like you i get to meet guys like you i get to walk into a major league stadium and smell that grass and taste that cold beer and hear that ball hit that bat or the catcher's glove of a degrom fastball or an austin riley home run leaving the park that's the importance of this game so when those kids are there wanting an autograph it's more than just like man i just need somebody's autograph now i know there are hounds I know there are the guys that will come in there and try to get you to sign a ton of different things, or, you know, they have a big thing with plastic folders in it, and they take the Beckett baseball card magazine out and have you sign the cover or whatever, or Sports Illustrated. But this game means a lot to a lot of people, and it's awesome to have guys like you that are flying the flag, that get it and understand how important this game is to the fabric of our country, if that makes sense to you.
1: Oh, yeah, no, it makes makes complete sense. And I – you know, you couldn't couldn't have said it better. It's kind of what I like. I said the earlier. The fans are the reason why we have jobs. It's just like so. If you can take, it literally takes two minutes max out of your day to go over there, and sign a couple of balls, have that interaction with some fans, and you know, you just gained a fan for a lifetime. And, and you know, you don't know what kind of impact that that may have made on on their life or or what what you know whatever they're going through. You know what I mean? One hundred
0: percent. And, and that's why yep. I think it's so cool that you get to do what you do. Speaking of getting to do what you get to do, Austin Riley, take us through to end this podcast. Take us through what's getting ready to go down today. You You're sitting on a nice couch. You have a game today. What – Are you going to eat for breakfast? If you haven't already, tell us what you ate for breakfast. Do you take a cold shower to wake your muscles up? Do you get in a hot tub and sit in a sauna for a while? What time do you report to the ballpark? How do you get to the ballpark? Do you have a limousine that picks you up, Austin Riley? Do they roll out a red carpet and a band comes out for you to leave your house and get in the car? Or do you get in your pickup truck and drive yourself? Tell me, Take me through your day until you get back home tonight.
1: So I've had coffee this morning. Um, I'll get to the field about two Um, I'll drive my, I, I still got my first truck that I, you know, big boy purchased 2015, uh, black Chevy. Um, I was thinking about getting rid of it actually. And I just cannot pull the trigger cause it's my, it's my baby. So, uh, yeah, I'll take that to the field, get there. Um, I'll eat some lunch. And then, um, today I actually, I have to, I have to lift. So I'll, I'll get a lift in, um, about three, and then go to the cage, get get you know get my swings in, get loose, um, and then you, Ron Washington, our infield guy, he has our his infield drills um, that you know he does with us every day. So we'll do that. Take BP after BP, I go take a, a quick, probably twenty five to thirty minute nap. I always got to do it. Just one of those things that kind of rejuvenates you a little bit. Um, Where's that at before, before you move on? Um, so we have a back room that has, um, some recliner chairs. Um, so I get in some like recovery boots, um, get in those, take a quick nap, you know, then I go, uh, jump in the cold tub real quick, go to the, get dressed, hit the game. That's a wrap.
0: And then you get back in the same truck and you drive home and you think about what just happened the last three hours.
1: Right. Got to call my dad every night. Got to talk to him. He likes to run through every bat, um, good or bad. So um, yeah, I gotta gotta give him and him and mom a call every night. So that's that's a wrap and then wind down. You know, we're not getting back till eleven eleven, eleven thirty every night. Um and it takes me about an hour. So I mean I'm not going to bed till one o'clock every night. So yeah.
0: Sleep in a little bit and do it all over again. Oh, yeah. 162 yeah. games a year, not including the playoffs, the pennant chase, the World Series. Last question. What's your call? Are you guys National League champions? Are you going to the World Series this year? Are you guaranteeing oh, yeah. it? Are you, just give me, some, give me some insight, Austin Riley, on this Life Ain't For Everybody podcast. Are the Braves going to be the 2021 World Champions for Major League Baseball?
1: yeah I think we have the team to do it, no doubt um we like I said, we're not clicking on all cylinders right now and and I think we're we're one one and a half game back um so I mean, there's no panic whatsoever once we get everybody clicking rolling, you know pitchers are you know start getting into their groove I think you know we got a really good team and and you know I don't see why we wouldn't you know. Have another another division run, another, you know, another postseason run like we did last year, and and, and I think it'll it'll the outcome this year I think could could definitely be better than what was what it was last year, no doubt.
0: I love it, I love it, love it. If you had to change your walkout song, do you have another one that would be? off the tip of your tongue and we're leaving the crowd, the audience with this. I know you're a country boy. I know you like some country music, but are you going to go out to some ACDC or are you going to go out to some Hank jr? Um, what, what would it be right now? What's in your ears right now that you would want the fans to know? Like this is Austin Riley coming to the plate.
1: So I don't know if you know, my walk up song right now is hot in here by Nelly. Yep. And it has been since rookie ball. Um, you know, I've, I've been very fortunate, so I'm not changing it, but for me, when I get out on the field, I want to hear some rap. I want to hear some hip hop. So I'm, I'm, and I'm old school. So I, first thing that comes off the tip of my tongue is buy you a drink by T-Pain. Oh, a little T-Pain. If the way that
0: I'm looking at it to get the crowd way, way fired up, you come with some, some, some wheezy with some Lil Wayne or you come <laughs> with you come with a little Outcast. You come with an Atlanta-based. I think Outcast is Atlanta yeah. too, and and they got some sick, sick jams. And then you got Master P. You got you got a lot of different rappers from Atlanta. You might have to switch over because Nelly's a St. Louis Cardinals guy, man. I know, I
1: know, I know, I know. I if honestly, if I had to choose another, I'm going to Denzel Swanson for sure. He's the, he's the. He's got all the music. He's got everything from Atlanta. He's he's the guy to go to to talk about if you want to if you want to change your change your uh, walk up song.
0: Austin, good luck today. Good luck yeah, this season. You. We will be have you back on before the season's over because that's just too long not sure. to talk to Austin Riley. I want a little pre-World Series, a little post-World Series. I want to see the ring on your finger one of these days. We need to get together and do one of these live after this COVID light lays down a little bit more. But you're the man, yeah, brother. Sure. Hit the ball good tonight.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you having me on.
0: I love having you on. Give me one second. This is... In this life ain't for everybody podcast brought to you again by our friends in lynchburg tennessee the one and only tennessee sour mash whiskey jack daniels enjoy it responsibly never allow underage drinking baseball it's the sport of kings in my opinion i absolutely love the game and i love it being represented by human beings such as austin riley he's got it together we're gonna get him on the foul life podcast one of these days and talk duck hunt because 100 percent you're coming duck hunting this year boy let's do it y'all have a great day i would go out with nelly but i don't know if nelly would get pissed off at me for using his music so we're going to go out with another do you like uh
1: cody jinx oh yeah isn't he awesome Awesome, oh yeah he is what's your favorite
0: song you like hippies and cowboys
1: that's. I, let's hear it. I like that We're one. We're going out
0: with Cody Jinx, Hippies and Cowboys. That's been Austin Riley on another episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody. Thank you all for the subscriptions and downloads. Tom, Jake, hit that button. Cody Jinx, Hippies and Cowboys.
1: Reason in hell with the hippies and the cowboys. They don't care about no trends, they don't care about songs that sell. Yeah, tomorrow I'll be gone So tonight everybody just sing along Raisin' hell with the hippies and the cowboys I've been standing on the outside for all of my life But I like it